Over 130 residential schools operated in Canada. The first federal residential school began around 1883, the last closed in 1996. These schools, predominantly funded and operated by the Government of Canada and Roman Catholic, Anglican, Methodist, Presbyterian, and United Churches, were created to enforce the adoption of European traditions, languages, and lifestyles by First Nations, Métis, and Inuit children. To better understand the history of these schools and what it meant to Indigenous communities, we invited residential school attendees and their families to share their stories and experiences. For some, these stories are a moment of healing. For others, a chance to talk about the history and the system. All are important to preserve for future generations. My name is Ryan Funk, and with my co-host Lisa Muswagen, we followed these stories for We Stand Together. That's it, my name is Lisa Muswagen, and I am a Nakota Cree member of the Pumichigamak Nation, also known as Cross Lake Manitoba. Welcome to our episode and show of We Stand Together and I am one of the hosts for the show and here is my other host. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Ryan Funk. We Stand Together is a project where we invite residential school survivors to share their stories. An archive for future generations and newcomers to learn about the history of our Indigenous peoples and what they're still going through today. We have Elder Betty Ross with us today. Welcome. <laughs> Nishumanimagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagagag
um, and wherever I'm called. So uh, I'm going to start off with uh, Sugar Falls. Sugar Falls was uh, launched in 2011. It went viral, out of print, and they're reprinting it again. And now they're, uh, they're translating it into French. Sugar Falls, uh, between Cross Lake and Norway House, were only 50 miles apart. And to get from Cross Lake to Norway House, we have to go through five potages, five of them. And the strongest one was called Sugar Falls. So this is a story that I will focus on today, uh, this morning, Sugar Falls. Um, this is a story about my, uh, my custom adopted father who adopted me, uh, you know, uh, when I was about three, four years old. Um, you have to read this book to, in order to, to follow me. <laughs> today it's, uh, like I said, it went viral. And it's used in all the schools from kindergarten to university. And today I'm just so honored to be able to go to, to, the, to the schools whenever I'm called and just present Sugar Falls and uh, the other one, uh, Did You See Us? So we'll start off with Sugar Falls. Um, when I was five years old, this is the residential school here, St. Joseph's Residential School, and this is the lake. And over here was my home. And I had to go to this school when I was five years old. So I had to go way, way back in order to uh, present the truth. When I was, it's all written here. There's some parts that I don't really want to mention because out of respect for my family. But it all starts when, uh, when I was around five years old. I found myself sleeping under uh, overturned canoes, uh, looking for shelter within uh, uh, my community. At that time it was called, I think it's called, still called Wabak to this day. That was the area. So I was sleeping under um, an overturned canoe when, uh, one evening. It was just so cold that it was about the fall, and it was getting so cold. Um, I'm sleeping under, uh, under this canoe, and just shivering, scared. And all of a sudden, I heard a noise. And uh, right away, I said to myself, what if this is some kind of an animal? Um, so I, uh, I opened one eye, and finally opened both eyes, and I seen someone lifting the canoe ever so slowly like this. I seen the hands, and I, when I opened my eyes, I seen a man standing there. He didn't say anything at all. He just picked me up ever so slowly like this and carried me. I don't know where he was carrying me. He didn't say a word, but, but I'm, I'm uh, that, that human touch, I felt so warm right away. I felt safe right away. And he carried me to his home. And when he, he arrived at his home, at his, at his place, I seen a, a woman standing there. That was his wife. And he said to his wife, Emiskawagawaisquezes, Meaning, I found this little girl, we're going to raise her up. 
So in that home, that's where I found love. I seen light there. I felt so safe in there because I knew that I was accepted by this couple that didn't have any, any children. And that's where I grew up with me and my, uh, my little brother. And um, I used to hear children playing, laughing across the lake, but I never looked at it. I don't know why I did that. I used to just keep my head down, um, but I heard them laughing and, and uh, just playing around. Instead, close to my home, I, uh, a few steps, I found my little haven. I call it my little haven. I found a place that, a rock that was covered with moss, and that's where I used to sit. And then I used to look at the bugs crawling, crawling around, and just looking at them. Pretty soon the animals came, like the squirrels, the rabbits. Pretty soon I started looking around the trees, the wind, the sky. And I used to go there almost every day and just be with, be with nature. I felt so safe in there too. And then I, I started talking to them in Cree. I started talking to the, to the bugs in my language. Like, meaning, oh, you're, you're here to try to survive, especially the ants. I used to talk to them. And the same with the squirrels and the birds and the butterflies that came. And pretty soon I started to, uh, to accept them for who they are because they have life. And the trees, I talked to the trees, so I touched the trees. Talk to the, the clouds, the sun, the wind, everything that was around me that was my little haven. And I used to, I found myself clutching Mother Earth like this. I don't know why I did that, but I felt as though something, some kind of a force that was always trying to uh, get me. I don't, know, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how many times I went there, but uh, I spent a lot of time with my, in my little sanctuary. I call it my sanctuary. And then my father started talking to me about um, my future. Because one time I woke up and somebody was sitting at the foot of my bed crying. And it was my, my father crying. And I woke up and I asked him, I put my arm around him and I asked him, Meaning, why are you crying? And then he says, Meaning, I see your future. And it's going to be dark and dreary where, we were, where you'll be going for many years. And I didn't understand what he was talking about because I was only um, five years old. And every now and then he, he, he kept mentioning about my, uh, my dark journey. And one, uh, one morning, he told us that we we're going to go on a trip to Norway House uh, to go and visit our uh, relatives, the Osborne family, Helen Betty Osborne. 
her and I were very close, very close friends. So we went on a, <coughs> excuse me, we went on a trip. And then he says to me, Kiwi Papa didn't get one. I didn't take his kinomat and Meaning, I want to show you something. I want to take you somewhere where I'm going to teach you sacred traditional teachings. I didn't, I didn't, of course, I didn't know what he was talking about. I was only five years old. My mind was still developing. So we went, um, we camped by this falls one evening. And I was looking at this falls. I was standing with my, uh, my father. This is it. We were standing together by this falls. And then I looked at that water and I asked my father, meaning, why do they call this sugar falls? And at that time, the way our parents taught us is through observation, because there was no books or um, written material at that time. So it just, was just through observation and through oral, oral stories. And he says to me, meaning, look at the water, look at that. So I'm just, look at that water, how, it, how that uh, water falls, not sugar, well, this is sugar falls. So I'm standing there, I'm just looking, really scrutinizing how that water was falling, just looking at it, looking at it. And all of a sudden, my father says to me, meaning, what do you see? And I told him, and he didn't say anything. And then he motioned me to come and stand beside him, close to the water's edge, right close to the water's edge. And he says, And he says, Look at the water, Look, it looks like it's angry. And I looked at that water and I, I went like this. And then he, he says to me, come closer. Meaning, stand beside me closer and observe what I do. So I, sat, I stood closer to him, and he had something in his hand. I don't know what he was holding in his hand, and he went like this. And uh, he said some, some words in deep Cree I couldn't understand. And then he kept motioning me to to uh, observe what he was doing. And all of a sudden, he went like this to the waters. Later on, I understood that it was uh, traditional tobacco, kinikinik, 
offering it to Creator for the water. And then he says to me, Oh, meaning now stand really close to the edge of the water and bend like this and what do you see and I went like this and I saw my reflection and then I says to him meaning I see my reflection and then he says meaning now look at this water and I looked at that water and it only what it just looked like just pure glass that's you know smooth that's how I see my uh, my reflection and then he motioned me to uh, meaning sit down on mother earth meaning put your, 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 your fingers, clutch Mother Earth. And then he says, close your eyes. Meaning, open your seven ears. I don't know what he meant by that, but today I think it's, he was mentioning, talking about seven uh, chakras that we have. So I sat there and did what he told me, being very, very, very quiet. I don't know how long I, I, I sat there. And then all of a sudden I heard something. Right down, deep down Mother Earth. And then I heard my father saying, Ow. Meaning, do you hear anything? And I says, I said, I don't know how I, but I, um, I said to him, yeah, I hear something. It's almost like the beating of the heart. Meaning, I think it's my heart, my heartbeat. And then he says to me, Ute atampek asiniwan. Deep down, Mother Earth, there's lots of rocks out there. Meaning there's people down there that don't have any noses. And what you heard deep down, Mother Earth, under the rocks, under the waters, what I sprinkled on the waters. It went down to the depths of the of, of the waters. I want to go in any 
Meaning, these people that are under the rocks, they lit their sacred pipes and they're drumming. They're grateful for what I put on the, on the waters. But he didn't mention anything about the uh, tobacco. And then uh, he proceeded to, uh, to talk about the whole circle of life. Wapanuk East, Sawanuk South, Negapenuk West, Kiwetnuk North. And he said in Cree, I can almost hear him today. Ute Wapanuk, Kapeutsisaikisquet, Kisigaipisim, Tatukegisepau, Kapewastenamaguak. I'm sorry I had to take a break because I, I went back. You know how many years I went back? 70 years. I'm 75 years old. And it's very emotional just to want to talk about this because I could just feel my father's teachings. I can feel his presence to this day. And this is what he was talking about later on that I needed to share this to the world, the truth of Sugar Falls. So we were at the um, East Direction he was talking about where the morning sun rises every morning, and there's There's many thousands of indigenous teachings, sacred teachings, in the east direction where the sun rises every morning. Meaning, in the east direction, you find the sunrise that warms us up every morning, sun rises every morning to light our day. And then the teachings there, new beginnings. The sacred fire and the sacred tobacco. Plus, there's a lot of beautiful teachings in the east direction. Now that I want to talk about these new beginnings, that's where we were all born from, the east direction. The sacred fire is within each and every one of us. Now that I want to talk about 
Meaning, you get as a child, you you learn to crawl, you learn to walk, and then you all of a sudden you learn to run. And you're running towards the south direction. Sawanuk enatamananima. Sawanukute egute pinesio. Winagagi mini go visit nipinu. Kanata nipi, kestapata nipi. Egwenuina or pinesio gagano pata. Gagi simini go visit. Awekute uskat sak eutini pawok megots. I want Meaning, once you reach the south direction, that's where you find a thunderbird. And the third thunderbird takes care of the waters. Water is very sacred. Meaning, as human beings, we carry a lot of water, and water is very sacred. And that's where the thunderbird looks after the water. And that's where our youth, our children, stand in the south direction. And that medicine, there is sage. I'm teaching you about the great circle of life. So from the south, From the south direction, you walk towards the west direction. You go to school, you find your career, 
find your partners, and you're ready to settle down. And in a west direction, we find the wind, the wind that blows every day, that cleanses the earth, the waters, everything cleanses us. And that's, that's, why the, that's where the wind blows every, every day. That wind was given that uh, gift to clean up the earth every day. And that's where you, you stand right now for, um, I would say, my friends here that are sitting here, they're standing in the, in the uh, west direction. And that's where we find that uh, medicine, uh, sweet grass. You don't stop there. You keep walking. This is this great circle of life. We started from the east, the south, the west. Now You don't stop here because this is the circle of life. Meaning you're walking slowly now because you've had a an awesome journey. Meaning you've journeyed from, from your journey from the east, the south, and the west. You carried a lot of heavy stuff. And now we are walking very slowly towards the north direction. Once you reach the north direction, that's where you the, the great white buffalo stands in the north direction. The great white buffalo was given the gift to look after the great circle of life with everything, the east, south, west, and the north, the four directions of mankind. He's talking about the, uh, the four colors. Usawa meaning yellow in the east. And I mean, in the south, it's red, the colors. Meaning, some people use the, the, the dark color, others uh, navy, navy dark blue, navy blue. Meaning white. Meaning, 
meaning where we're standing here today at Sugai Pairistic Sugar Falls, you have to give these teachings deep within the recesses of your being. Meaning, you have to keep these, all these sacred teachings, traditional teachings, indigenous teachings, deep within the recesses of your being, because they will help you survive the systems. I never knew what he was talking about because I was only five years old. I didn't know that he was talking about the, the residential schools that I was going to go through, two of them. And then he said, Meaning, they're going to literally try to crucify you for who you are. And of course, I didn't know what he was talking about, but it, it was so true But I went, uh, the trauma after trauma after trauma that I, I went through this, uh, especially at Sugar Falls. And my father proceeded to talk about so many beautiful teachings. And then he said, Meaning, there will never be an end to the traditional teachings, sacred teachings. Because, are you, are you with the, there was a little piece of uh, sand there, and he pointed to that sand. And he says, You look at this sand, and he took some sand in his hand. Meaning, he showed me this. Uh, that sand in his hand. That's how rich and vibrant indigenous teachings are. When he sh showed me that sand and he put, put it back in that place where he got it from. So my father taught me so many beautiful teachings in Sugar Falls. And uh, Sugar Falls is my truth, my story. Um, I had the wonderful opportunity to visit, visit Sugar Falls this past summer. And you know, to be standing there at 70 years of age is so very powerful, so very sacred. It was so surreal. It was emotional. I could feel my father's presence. And I did the same thing when I had kinikinik tobacco in my hand. And I put it on the waters. Of, uh, Sugar Falls was very powerful. It was singing. It was talking. Wow. There are no words in the English language to describe it from the bottom of my heart. So 
Sugar Falls is used in all the schools from kindergarten to university, and it's the truth. And like I mentioned before, truth and reconciliation era, I don't know anything about reconciliation. I'm too busy building the foundation of truth within my community, Michigamakri Nation, and with uh, the community here in Winnipeg. <laughs> but it's a, it's a very challenging, very beautiful journey because elder in residence for Seven Oaks School Division, I teach in three different schools. And you know, this, these two systems took away my childhood. They took away my, uh, my teenage years and my uh, young adult years. But in my line of work today, I connect with kindergartens to grade eight, and I'm a child again. And I go to middle years, and I connect with my, uh, I'm a teenager again, the teenagers. And then I go to Maples Collegiate, I'm a young adult again, because I connect with the high school students. And my father said, Kita tita tapi sukupanigaginagegon. Quest mat siene. Quest tu tamane. Quest caneni tamaneo wayawa. Quest caneni tamaneo. Ganachikiskinoma gavina. Kakistigian. Kiteik. He says, Kigamas kenumo. You'll survive these systems. If you honor and respect these traditional teachings that I'm planting within the recesses of your being today. And then he says, Maga gigati wanikiskisin, kika wanisinin, inikuk ewantipiskak, kipmutewin. But you will forget, you will get lost because of the darkness of your journey. Meaning, you go back to your journey and you're gonna be very angry for what happened to you. Meaning, you're, you're just a child. Meaning, you're going to ask yourself many questions. Why? Why did you have to suffer? And you You'll ask yourself, why am I suffering? Because I'm only a child. What did I ever do? Then what did I do? Did I ever do anything wrong? Why the beatings, atrocities? Those are the questions that I will ask myself. And it will 
Aguane gigati wani 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 sun atsino, meaning you lose who you are for a while. Mada gigati kiskisin gigati pete no kiskino ma gavina kagina katamata and so gavipavistibu. But you will bounce back. You will start thinking about Sugar Falls, the teachings that I uh, planted within the recesses of your being. And of course, I didn't um, understand what he was talking about when I was only five years old. So I went to two systems and in the early 60s. And there's so many beautiful stories here when we used to go and visit the, our relatives in uh, Norway, how was the Osborne family. I spent a lot of time with my relative, Helen Betty Osborne. And we used to sit by the, by the rocks again, by the water. Oh, we just loved the water. And we used to tell each other stories like, and ask each other questions. Like one time she asked me, what, what do you want to be? What do you want to do after you know, going to school? And I used to say to her, meaning, I don't know, but maybe I want to help my people. And I asked her, well, what do you want to do? And she said, meaning she, wants to, she wanted to be a nurse or an educator. And that uh, we spent a lot of time, a lot of precious time when I, when I lost her in 1971. And that's when I had my first child. So anyway, there's so many be um, stories in here. And it's geared towards the younger generation. I left each of these to my, my generations. And I just love going to schools and uh, the truth about what happened to us, to me especially. I can't talk about anybody else's journey, but Betty's journey. You Multicultural is located on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the national homeland of the Red River Métis.